This is the Capitol Press Room, and we're joined by State Senator Rachel May, a Syracuse Democrat who's introduced legislation creating the Sustainable Affordable Housing and Sprawl Prevention Act. Welcome back to the show, Senator. Hi, Dave. Good to see you. Pleasure to have you on the show. So according to the memorandum accompanying your legislation, the state's environmental review regulations, while designed to avoid negative impacts on the environment, can sometimes prevent the construction of new housing that would ultimately be a net positive for the environment. What sort of regulations and circumstances are you envisioning with that sort of unintended consequence? The environmental review, which is called Seeker State Environmental Quality Review, originally was aimed at making sure that the environmental impacts of buildings like this would be taken into account. And that would be effects on the water table and water quality effects from lead paint, for example, or asbestos or those kinds of what we think of as environmental issues. But the bill was written very very broadly to include kind of quality of life concerns that a building might raise. And that has been used to just tie up projects in endless lawsuits that make it extremely difficult to build multifamily housing in a lot of places in the state for reasons of arguments about the shadows that the building casts or the character of the neighborhood, kind of very, very nebulous kinds of issues. And on the flip side, multifamily housing can have a really positive impact on the larger environment in the sense of reducing sprawl, helping develop walkable communities and public transportation friendly communities and that kind of thing. But that's not taken into account anywhere. All this looks at is negative impacts. So what has ended up is it's made it really, really hard to build more dense housing and in actually ended up incentivizing sprawl, which is really terrible for the environment. So then how does your legislation address this current dynamic? So what we say is in certain cities and areas, the environmental review process would be streamlined and it would just look at what we think of as really environmental issues like like water and toxins. And it would explicitly not include those other more subjective issues that have been such a problem. It explicitly says you can't include things like traffic impacts, casting of shadows, impacts on views from neighboring buildings, consistency with community character, impacts on open space, or the resources of local school systems. Not that those aren't important, but those should be part of the planning and zoning process and not part of the environmental review. And would this apply to communities all over the state or only in certain cities that might have certain populations or there might be something about that that environment that makes the situation different than other parts of the state? We made it for cities of 90,000 or more, which includes all of the big five cities upstate. It would have certain qualifications in terms of the size of the building that's being proposed. 
so that this wouldn't just be a blanket thing. I do support environmental review and think it's an important thing. And I have to say a lot of environmental groups have been supportive of this bill as well, because it's not undermining environmental review. It's just saying that we need to tailor it a little bit better so that it's looking at the larger sustainability issues. Why does it make sense to limit uh, the eligibility for where this legislation would take effect? Are those smaller communities not having the the same problems in terms of how Seeker is being used or, or abused, depending on your perspective? We are finding that most of the opposition to this has been in suburban communities, but those are smaller buildings. So the larger buildings would be in the larger cities, the smaller buildings would be in the smaller cities that this would apply to. So then just so I understand, so are you saying that it does apply throughout the entire state, but just to different types of buildings in different parts of the state, or it does only apply to larger cities because of the types of buildings that they have? So if you have less than 90,000, then it applies to smaller buildings of less than 200 residential units and then larger buildings in uh, larger cities. Well, for listeners just joining us, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're speaking with State Senator Rachel May, a Syracuse Democrat. And at the start of our conversation, you mentioned how the state's environmental quality review process has been entangled with a lot of litigation. And I wonder from your experience and from talking with stakeholders, whether it's your understanding that those lawsuits are driven by environmental concerns or whether they are stakeholders from maybe a community that don't want to see construction and are just utilizing uh, the environmental laws to their advantage, uh, even if they are not necessarily motivated uh, by the potential consequences to the environment? So there have, of course, been cases that are motivated by environmental concerns about Uh, toxic waste, for example, uh, historic sites that have been used for toxic dumping or whatever. But there seem to be quite a few cases where these projects are held up for a decade or more by lawsuits that really are about not wanting a building of that size in your community. And as we know, we have a huge housing crisis in this state. And at least up here in upstate, I can say for certain, we have massive sprawl issues where uh, it's easy to build a single family home development that sprawls out and requires lots of new roads and sewer lines and all of that kind of thing that are bad for the local economy and bad for the environment. And we're not prioritizing the kind of building that would actually be create the better kinds of communities, the more dense communities that people actually want to live in. And what are your expectations then for this legislation if it was to be enacted? Would we see a boom of new housing or would the potential benefits be more around the margins? 
we're hoping that this would just make it easier to build more housing, but it would also make it cheaper to build the housing because one of the things that they've found is that these regulations and the lawsuits drive up the cost of building a multifamily structure by uh, downstate. They did a study and found 11% increase in the cost. And that was because it's harder to get financing if you don't know if it's going to take five years before you can get started building the thing. Also, a lot of developers just give up. So what we're hoping is this will allow more housing and more affordable housing. And I have to say one of the environmental positives that we don't think about very much is we have a lot of people living in substandard housing right now with lead paint and mold in the basement and asbestos and all kinds of things. And it's much cheaper to build new often than to fix a lot of that housing. So if we could build more new housing, people could move into healthy housing as opposed to what they're living in now. Well, finally, you have additional legislation dealing with housing regulations. And while not environmentally focused, I do want to turn and talk a little bit about this. And it has to do with single exit, single stairway, multi-unit residential buildings of at least six stories. So can you explain what it is you're hoping to change in this area of New York State building codes and regulations? So all around the world, except in the United States, they have apartment structures that are uh, built around a single staircase or a elevator. And what that means is you can build an apartment that has windows in the front of the building, windows in the back of the building. You can have three bedrooms in an apartment. You can use almost all of the floor space for living space, as opposed to the American model that is required by fire codes all over the country that says you have to have stairs at either end. And I, I listened to a uh, podcast where they said that means that every American apartment building looks like the set of The Shining because you have this long corridor and the apartments come off of the corridor. And that corridor is actually wasted space. That's not living space. And it dictates how the how the floor space is used inside the apartments, too. And you end up having a lot of hallways inside the apartments. So the European, African, Asian, South American model is one that allows you to build housing for people rather than for corridors. And that allows for much more attractive housing and more multi bedroom housing, three bedroom apartments, which are very hard to find in America. And it also makes it cheaper to build them because you're not wasting all that floor space on corridors. So we're hoping to just revise the the fire codes to recognize that we have much better fire safety options when we're building in the first place so that we can build more new buildings that are safe and nice to live in and maybe you know mothball some of the old buildings that are actually fire traps and they're not as great to live in if this was to become law and there were actions taken by uh, code councils to reflect this legislation would it only apply or really mean anything for new construction or could existing buildings be retrofitted in any sort of way? 
That's a good question. We're thinking about new construction, but uh, there is no real reason you couldn't retrofit, except that construction methods have changed that make buildings less prone to fire. I think some of the older buildings, the fire code might be still necessary for those kinds of wood frame construction buildings that are more prone to fire. So that would have to be very carefully thought through by the people setting the fire codes. Well, we've been speaking with State Senator Rachel May. She is a Syracuse Democrat. Senator, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, Dave. Support for the Capitol Press Room provided by the New York State AFL-CIO, a federation of 3,000 unions fighting for working people by keeping New York State union strong. Visit unionstrongny.org for more information.